the last week we talked about setting a direction for ourselves in a permacultural way. And now you know where you're going. How will you know you are succeeded? How else will you know? Today it's all about flexibility to maximize your happiness and success. Bonjour, Life Sparkless, it's Claire from Integrity Life. An apologetic freedom for unconventional humans with practical body-mind wisdom and tools to create a life feeling alive from the inside out. And you know, show notes and resources on integratealive.com. So recently I was coaching a, a round of uh, Mind Body Quest on the human diet and our relationship to food, why it fit. And often participants have a weight loss goal in joining this program. And sometimes it's a very specific number of kilos. However, during the program, invariably other things happen as well. Like their skin and hair get better, they feel less tired, some health issues get improved, all sorts of improvement. But many times they don't see it until I ask. And it might sound surprising, right? Because it seems obvious. Well, part of it is because it's happening over time, gradually. So it's not until they pose to look back at before the challenge that they realize that in the end, over time, it makes a big difference. It's a bit like, you know, when you don't have kids, but you have, I would like for myself, I have a nephew, for example. And I don't see him so often and he's still a kid. So each time I see him, it's like, oh, you're taller oh you're taller but he just you know for him it's a few millimeters every day so he doesn't see it as much so this is one of the reasons there are others but more than anything it is because while you're busy looking at the finger there's no way you're going to see the moon and this is bigger the bigger reason if you have set only one factor of checking for success and this factor is not here, then this is a failure. It's a very binary, all of nothing kind of thinking. And the more specific your checklist gets, the more it turns into a recipe for failure. And it even has a name, it's called tunnel vision. Tunnel vision or tunneled vision. In medical terms, it's the loss of the peripheral vision. So normally, I mean, <laughs> normally, I'm, I see my fingers when they are here. But if something happens, and if I'm under stress, I could still perceive my fingers, but actually consciously, I don't see them. I'm just focusing right there on the bear that's coming at me. So it's a normal and natural reaction to stress. And it's good. I mean, it's a survival mechanism. And it's called like this because what happens is you lose your peripheral vision and your vision concentrates. It's just like in a kind of constricted like vision and by the way <laughs> therefore a very simple and effective tip to de-stress is to intentionally soften your vision and use your peripheral vision it's a very interesting phenomenon actually and there is a study that shows that it's not only the change in the vision it's actually affecting other things so they could see that the change in vision is changing the auditory response, for example. So your attention bandwidth is narrowing in all of your sensory inputs. 
And if you go to the website, I put a link on the, towards the, the study and towards an article if you want to know more about these effects. So what we call tunnel vision, it's actually tunneled senses in general. And our sensory inputs create our reality. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we perceive it through our senses. Now, what's really interesting is this physical phenomena of narrowing the attention, it's happening in the mind too. So, for example, when we have a vision, that's great, right? It moves us forward, it gives us the motivation and the inspiration to create something in our life and to change what we want to change and so on. It's a great motor in our life. The problem is when this vision becomes too narrow into a tunnel vision, then it can get us stuck actually it has many repercussions and it can happen in a few different ways it always involved being blind to anything that is outside of this tunnel so for example in the challenge i mentioned before the participants they basically they want to change their relationship to food but they might not call the goal like that so let's say bob is one of them and is only proof that this has happened is having lost 20 kilos. So for him, he's doing this challenge. He wants to change something in his life and he wants to lose 20 kilos. Well, he will, he will easily ignore everything else that's happening in the direction of improving his relationship to food. So he might not even take weight loss in account so much. Because, yeah, but, you know, it's only two kilo. I need to lose 18 more. So if at the end of the challenge, let's say, and it usually happens, he's got rid of his craving, he has a better digestion, he has better sleep, uh, better energy level. He also lost more kilos maybe than ever in the diet program. He might still feel like he failed because... He didn't lose 20 kilo, maybe he lost 15. So everything else that happened doesn't count. Which, of course, by the way, I don't let happen. <laughs> That's why I'm coaching them. <laughs> because during the challenge, I teach and I train the participants to get out of this tunnel vision, just in case you wonder about this poor Bob. <laughs> and in the worst scenario, tunnel vision turns into what Timothy Leary and then Robert Anton Wilson called a reality tunnel, which is interesting and which we all experience to some degree. We want this reality tunnel to be as wide as possible first and at least to be aware that the, we are experiencing a reality tunnel, that this is not reality as it is, it's reality as we perceive it through our personal filters, and we call that reality. So, yeah, I, I will probably come back to reality tunnels, also because when the reality tunnel narrows down and more and more, and we got into this very narrow tunnel vision, then it eventually leads to suicidal ideation with the thinking that there is only one solution to our problems. And yeah, I hate that. And it's a case of very bad use of our imagination and creative potential. We are so much more powerful than that. So, but that will be for another day. So now let's go back to our tunnel vision. How to apply all of this? 
in your life to support your intentions. You will focus on two simple steps. And the first is relative. Remember the permaculture principles from last week? If not, go back and listen. And especially listen to one of them, which was designed from patterns to details. Basically, we want to make sure that our overarching goal, like the highest intention, is a why, not your how. And again, if you don't really know what I'm talking about, go back to the last week's podcast. I explained everything in there. I go over this more in detail. But for Bob, for example, losing 20 kilos is not the highest goal. His highest ultimate goal could be improving my relationship to food or it could be get healthier, for example. So first, be sure to focus on the highest goal, not those in between. Then make a list, not a simple target. So again, losing 20 kilo, it's not a list. It's just one target. And now that you have your highest goal, like your highest intention, look for how you will know, how you will check it is happening in your reality that you are creating it. How will I know I have succeeded? And make it a list. So once you answered to that question, how will I know I have succeeded? Ask again, how else will I know I have succeeded? Because again, if you define your success too specifically, it is indeed a recipe for failure, not for success. So again, if Bob only proof of success is losing 20 kilo, He's blind to many other amazing things that could happen and is making it very difficult to actually succeed. So let's say instead it comes up with this list. Uh, so I will know I'm improving my relationship to food, for example, if it's his goal, because I get rid of my cravings and I digest better, I sleep better, I have a better energy and I also lose some kilos, eventually 20, but every kilo counts. This is still a recipe for failure. Can you see why? Because until everything on this list is happening, it won't be satisfied. It's using and, get rid of craving, and digest better, and sleep better, and feel more alert. So you will still look for everything that's not happening in this list. So make a list. But don't link the items with the and, use or. Any time that anything happens of this list, be happy. I sleep better. Yeah, I got rid of my cravings. Super. I feel more alert. Woohoo! I lost one kilo. That's amazing. Everything that happens on that list is a step to, towards your intention. Now we are talking. <laughs> now this is a recipe for success. And it's really important to celebrate. There is nothing more than feeling like we are making progress to motivate us to do more. So go ahead and answer to the questions for yourself. Make your list. Then come on my Facebook and Instagram pages and comment on any post this week and tell me your number. How many items do you have on your list? bigger number the better and that's it i'm curious to hear and to read your comments next week we will talk about aligning our attention with our intentions
and how in this series on starting the year on a good position, on a good start. Until then, see you on my socials and see you on Thursday, especially for the usual Facebook Live, where I will answer your questions and comments. So go on my Facebook or Instagram and drop a comment. And that's it for this week. That was your weekly dose of fierce love, a mix of love and brutal honesty. Boom, life just got sparker. Thank you for being here. If you want more, subscribe to my channel so you get your weekly dose. If you want even more, hop on my socials and let's talk. I love to read your comments and I always reply in your comments and in my Facebook Live with fierce love as always. So stay tuned for the next episode. Au revoir.